0: Hello. Hi, Barry.
1: Yes. Hi. Hi how are
0: you, Abby? It's, it's Abby. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you so so much for agreeing to talk with me.
1: No problem at all. Let me get to um, another spot in the house where the cell signal is slightly better. Hang on. Okay. Oh, I've been sitting in the same chair all morning. Bad plan. So, you are wanting to know about um,
0: producing sewing patterns? Yeah, so I'm doing this series on my blog about um, ways to sort of turn your hobby into a career um, Mm -hmm. and exploring all different avenues um, from selling patterns, selling individual items, selling at craft fairs, um, allowing cottage industry licenses, et cetera. And um, it occurred to me that one seemingly good way to do this would be to um, work with a wholesale distributor to sell print patterns. And I don't know mm-hmm. anything about that um, except from, you know, looking at your gorgeous patterns online and looking at some other makers' patterns. But I just was really curious about the ins and outs of the process, Um and sort of learning about how how to go about doing this, if that was something I wanted to do or other people wanted to do.
1: Okay, yeah, I have no problem sharing information.
0: Okay, awesome. So, Thank you so much. I really appreciate your generosity. Um, so I guess my first question would just be, sort of, what is a wholesale distributor? What do they do, and how did you come to the decision that it was a good idea to work with one or with several? Well, you know, I
1: had been um, – I produced one pattern to start, and it was very hard to sell it myself i mean I have had you know had to call stores and then bring it to my local stores and all of that and so it was a lot of footwork and So I realized that you know want me as one little salesperson trying to sell you know a product in what is now a sea of products i mean it's i mean it's a huge industry there are so many people producing patterns now. And um, I realized that the only way I was going to be able to really make a dent um, was to have somebody else sell them for me. Um, I had been doing a finished handbags before that, and it had been suggested me to get a sales rep then, and um, that would have been beneficial too. Okay. So definitely one person compared to an army of people is, You know, you're going to make a huge dent. Now, the only problem with that is then you have to figure out a way to make your costs lower so that you still make a profit because, obviously, now you're giving a percentage to a distributor. And the way you do that with printed patterns is you print them in what they call gang printing. So you, if you're going to do one pattern, you might as well do four because the difference is probably about half the cost in in what you're printing. So what I do is I print a thousand of each pattern, but I print four at a time and they're at the exact same format. And it really does. It cuts the printing costs in about half. Wow. And um yeah, it really does. And what you don't want to do is you don't want to go to a local color copy or you want to go to a full online printing company. Not not um the web online, but full color online printing. Okay. So
0: and that's something you find locally or um do you actually well, do that a, online? There's
1: a there's a lot of them
0: uh-huh. um
1: that there's that print you can find you can find them online. There's a lot of them that print um you know
0: And what, the full what color other thing. out of curiosity, like what other kinds of print jobs do those print shops usually produce as besides, you know the, in other words they're large enough that they can produce a thousand of each yeah. of four different patterns for you, and are they, you know, printing books, or what else are those kinds of shops printing, I wonder?
1: Um, yeah, they're printing, you know, a lot of brochures and catalogs and things like that from okay. my understanding. And, so, you know, if the professional-looking right. stuff, I mean, you're talking about now you're going to have to go on a, a color check and that kind of thing. You want to get your proofs back so that your colors match. I mean, they're... A, a lot better. I can't remember exactly all the technical terms for okay, the way but, it's printed, yes. but it's not it's not color copies.
0: Right, right. You want the real deal because I've seen these patterns in um, in my local quilt shop, and you know they are you know full color. They're beautiful. They're glossy. They you know really look professional, like like a book, a pages up from a craft book would look. Um, so you yeah, definitely and this don't really look, Yeah.
1: And it's what the distributors have now gotten used to also. Uh So you're going to be, and your competition is really, really stiff now. So you want to make sure that everything that you do is as slick as it can possibly be and you don't want to cut the corners because it's going to, it'll show.
0: Right, right. It'll really
1: show because you're really, there is just such huge amounts of competition. So you have to really make your product stand out. You have to make the project stand out, and you have to, you know, have photos that are just, you know, beautiful. So you need yeah. to make sure that you're doing, getting all the pieces together.
0: Right, right, exactly. Um, so once you get your pattern designed, um, you get it all laid out on your computer. You, um, you know, get it, get your proofs back from the printer. You've taken all your photos, obviously, and all of that part is finished. Then. They um, print it and do they collate it and assemble it or what how does what what's that stuff look like? You can have you can have them do it
1: or you can do it. I have them um, collate um, fold and staple and then I stuff into bags.
0: Because that seems so, like four—that's four thousand, 4, um, <laughs> you know, patterns. That's a lot of, of collating and stapling. And well, you're not—you're
1: not selling all four thousand patterns all at once.
0: Oh, okay. So I mean,
1: what you're—you're going to get orders from distributors in—in in probably groups of um, twenty-four to forty-eight, maybe a hundred at a time, and then they slowly commit. So what happens is, you have to understand that you're not going to make your cash back right away. You have to be in it for the long haul and understand that the more patterns that you produce, the more likely you are to make, you know, to make a profit. So, like, because then they're just going to reorder your old patterns, they're going to order your new patterns, and they're just going to keep going. So you want to make sure that, you know, you're in it for the long haul. And you know what? You're not going to get... Rich off of, <laughs> of making patterns off of this and or anything, anything else, else really <laughs> or it anything else crap. really it, it is just really you know I can't, I'm not going to say it's a labor of love because you do have to make money at doing what you're doing but but you also have to you know work out the numbers and make sure that you're doing it um, in a way that's going to make you profitable and know when it is that you're going to be profitable
0: exactly you know, so that's it's all interesting you, to think that you know the more you make. Um, if you are willing to wait for several years, the more different patterns you make, the more likely that you are to be profitable because they're ordering sort of back stock from you as well. And so are all of them stored in your garage? I mean, do you have them all at home and then when the the orders come in, you sell them out? How does that work? Yeah, you should see my dining room.
1: I mean, when we had our house, we are currently living at my parents' house. So I've got boxes in their garage and boxes in... My my mom's den. I mean, so they're kind of everywhere. And there's and there's also boxes in storage because obviously I wasn't gonna. I have now 18, 16 patterns out, so I wasn't gonna bring boxes of patterns. Now some of them I'm almost out of and need to re, you know need to get towards reprinting, but so I started um, with the sewing patterns two years ago this spring. So okay. Now I'm, start, now I'm finally starting to run out of the originals and getting towards to where I can print those. And some, frankly, are duds. Uh
0: huh. Well, dead. I mean, that's just the way, <laughs> that's part of life. I mean, of course. Yeah. You know, not everything and is you brilliant. Do, and you do learn
1: that, um, you know, which ones are going to sell. So, right. Right. So, I mean, you want to ask as many people as you possibly can for their very utmost. I didn't lose you, did I? No. Okay, for their very most honest opinion.
0: Right, um, right, And
1: I think the feedback is really critical because I could tell you that the ones that I didn't get the feedback on are the ones that are, you know, duds.
0: You know, and, it's, hard, and I, and I, yeah, it's hard as a designer to get that um, distance from it because you work on it so hard and you really love it, and that doesn't necessarily mean that most other people will too. <laughs> so, honestly, Right, and that I, what I valuable. think is
1: hilarious is the ones that I've thought, Oh, God, why would you want a pattern for that? That'll, you know, that'll never sell. Oh, my gosh. That my kitchen art pattern, which is a pot holder and, um, and an oven mitt, um, it, it's my biggest seller. That's nice. <laughs> So, and oh, well, I you know, it is yeah. directions for the, for the collage that I do. And so it's a different kind of oven mitt and pot holder, but it's an oven mitt and a pot holder. So right. it's always surprising to
0: see which ones are going to be the best ones. Right, right. So that one incorporates a pretty unique collage technique that you've come up with, and so maybe that's what's drawing people in, or maybe they also feel like that combined with a fairly simple shape. Who knows? You know, it's um, who it's, knows what it is. Who knows what it is? <laughs> I exactly. assume.
1: It, I am assuming that it's the um,
0: these extra
1: instructions, and that's the other thing is that I always try to do the added value. So if I'm going to do You know, excuse me, just just a handbag. I always want to make sure that there's extra tips, extra hints, great Uh color. You know, whatever it is, I want something extra in every pattern. Whether I throw in, you know, um, a fabric flower or or whatever it is, there's
0: got to be that that added value to me. You know, it it reminds me
1: me to buy.
0: Right. It reminds me of ordering at a restaurant. I often pick the entree because I like the side. And I think that's probably right. a similar thing. And I think
1: the other thing is, it's like magazines. You pick them up because the cover is glossy and beautiful, and you you want it. You just go, like, I want this magazine. I right. think that that's the important thing that it has to have that immediate like, ooh,
0: to right. the to the cover of your pattern. Because often, for and people, I know the
1: distributors are really fussy, fussy about that now.
0: They're fussy about the cover.
1: Yep, they really want your cover to be beautiful. Uh-huh. And, and it really is, it's the competition. You have a lot of competition out there.
0: Right. So it sounds like you can work with more than one distributor at once, and that's not a conflict for them. It's not like an exclusive relationship at all.
1: mm No. Okay. No, you can, you can definitely do that. Okay, and um, then they, they sort of work different markets and different parts of the country, oh. to my understanding. Okay, but you know, I'm not, I'm not entirely positive. I don't think it's brought down my sales to have more distributors than just one.
0: Okay, and so can you, you still, still sell those, them up. Can you still sell those same patterns as a PDF directly to customers, or is that a no-no? I think
1: that's always been kind of a question since the PDF started. But um, I think they're starting to find that the PDF customer is not the same customer as the print customer. So I haven't heard anything from a distributor yet to say one way or another no or yes. And um, I don't know if you maybe don't want to write this part (laughs) down. But, I mean, I didn't ask them either. Okay. Because, you know, what, you know, it's my business. But I also have no patterns that are printed that are PDF patterns currently. But I know a lot of people do. So yeah. I'm right. not seeing where it's you know, a huge problem and I def I talked I did talk to C and T about it at one point because, you know, they have pattern spots. Right. And and they sell books, hard you know, hard books and I think that they are really feeling and I don't know this for sure, so don't quote me, but that it's a different market.
0: Yeah. Different and I market. heard you know, I did hear from Simplicity. I just recently signed a licensing deal with Simplicity and when I talked with them, they said they feel that their print customers are different from my PDF download online customers, and there's not a conflict for them. Oh, that's
1: good. That's good to know, because I was just kind of winging it. (laughs) I know, but I I
0: think, I mean, I think we all are. I think this is new territory. It's new territory for them, and it's certainly new territory just generally, so we'll have to see how it shakes out, but I think for right now, that's seems to be the general feeling, so I would not be surprised if that's the same feeling that distributors had as well. Um, yeah. So when you print your um, – one last question about when you print your patterns, do you need, like, a barcode or a UPC code, and how do you go about getting one of those? You do.
1: Now, there are a lot of what there what are labeled resellers of UPC codes online, but they're real, that's really not the, the legal way to do it. Is to buy one at a time. I, I, in fact, when you buy a UPC license, it's through um, a company called GS1, and they. no um, oh, the dog. One sec. And I don't know if it's a company or it's just like a centralized thing. You have to look at G, the GS1 website, and what they do is they assign numbers to everybody. So you. You buy yours and you renew it yearly. It's a, it's a large upfront cost. I think mine was about $500. It depends on how many you're planning on printing, um, and it, it is really the regulated way to do it. If you buy them from resellers, you don't have a unique a number that's unique to you. Okay. Okay. And so. on the contract that you get when you buy your number. It says that you're not allowed to resell it. So I don't, I didn't, from my understanding, I couldn't figure out whether or not it was kosher, even to buy the right. um, resold ones. Right. I know a lot of people do, but I'm not sure, positive that it's it's legal or, you know, or whatever that would be. Right.
0: <laughs> okay. Interesting. That's a whole that's a whole side of this I had I had not thought at all about. So that's an interesting thing to keep in mind as far as a, an upfront cost. Um, Yeah, some of the distributors require them and some of them don't,
1: but in my opinion, I think you're going to be taken more seriously um, if you, you know, you do make that investment and do make them professional and able to be
0: tracked and all that kind of thing. I would agree with you. Um, so, if you um, were a designer who was interested in pursuing this, how would you reach out to distributors? Do you, is there a contact page on their website? Do you just call them? I just called. Okay. And
1: I, you know, and I email. I found contacts. You know, I said who's the contact to send. You know, that buys patterns. And then you you can just ask for their email and send them an email with a PDF of the cover of your patterns. Okay you know yes. introduce yourself you know you really have to sell your story too right. you know why is it that you're a popular designer why is it that people are buying your patterns and why would they buy them over somebody else I mean, right that's you have
0: to really sell it right, right 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 of course and I think that that's important for whatever next step you pursue in sort of professionalizing your business you do need to Number one, put your best face forward and number two, you're afraid to sort of toot your own horn and say, you know, this is, th- this is something you need and you want and will, will work for you, will do well for you, you know?
1: Yeah. And, and the other thing is, oh my gosh, don't go in if you don't have a blog. <laughs> you know, don't go in and say, you know, cause that is the way people are finding everything and so you have to make sure that your, your online presence is big.
0: Yeah. It, and that's a huge selling point, I think. Um and something mm-hmm. that we have that they need, you know? <laughs> so it's it's an audience, you know. Exactly. Um okay, so tell me um the distributor takes a percentage of the wholesale price. And then is there a typical so what what is that typical percentage like and then what is a typical markup from wholesale to resale, uh to retail, I'm sorry, on um on a pattern like this, on a printed pattern? Oh. Um,
1: I can tell you um what it is generally in, in retail but when I was selling the handbags how it how it worked was I would mark up my costs and my you know and my labor. I'd mark that up a hundred percent. So uh-huh. say it cost me two hundred or two dollars to make, I'd sell it for four dollars wholesale. Now distributors take 30% of that profit. So you want to make sure that you either have a built-in 30%, or you um, you have enough margin in um, in the way you've produced it. So you've produced it for such a low cost that you are able to to put in enough for that um, distributor.
0: Right. Right, okay. You've got
1: to you've so, find, find that 30% somewhere.
0: Right. So. Okay. So if the – I'm just trying to think about this in sort of concrete terms. If the distributor um, is selling the pattern to, um, you know, to in, – in their wholesale catalog to sewing stores, um, so what would be like a price that they would put on that, like $7, $10, he would, $15? They would
1: put what your wholesale price was.
0: Okay. So – so, so let's you,
1: say ten dollars. Right. And
0: then so they're so, take twenty so, well,
1: percent. Right.
0: Okay. So then they're so they're gonna take okay, $3. But they, they dollars. pay
1: you they pay you up front. When they order the pattern, they pay okay. you up front. So, oh, so
0: oh, that's let's nice. say
1: my pattern is four dollars um and fifty cents. I think that's it comes out to like three eighty five. You'll have to do the math. But um something to that effect. Or I think I think my no, it's the patterns are $3.85 or something
0: to that effect. I'm not doing the
1: math properly. But it's 30%. And so I tell them, okay, my wholesale price is this, so yours is obviously 30% off.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. And then they go
1: in and they put it in their catalog for the public to to buy at that $6 or whatever it was.
0: And then those catalogs get mailed out to all the different online and -and brick-and-mortar shops who then place mm-hmm. orders and then the wholesale distributors fills those orders with what they've already paid up front and purchased from you.
1: Yeah. Or sometimes I think some of them go out and they get orders and then they and then they order from you. Okay. And
0: okay. And Excellent.
1: a lot of that apparently happens at quilt market.
0: That was my next and um, and sort of final question was about quilt market. So I know you have these two beautiful fabric lines, one of them coming out soon, and you also have all of these beautiful patterns. So I can understand why it would be important for you as a designer to go to quilt market. But for a person who, let's say, back is starting back when you had your first pattern, um, maybe before your fabric lines, um, you know, should a person like that go to quilt market? Is that an appropriate trade show for them? Or are there I other think you you know
1: I think you have to do the math.
0: You know so how many
1: patterns do you think you need in order to make your boost profitable? How many people have you know need to order that market or aftermarket for you to um make a profit but the the here's the here's the problem. They, um, I mean, and, and why I send people to distributors. I, I cannot tell how many people came to my booth, saw my patterns, and then turned around and went to the distributor and purchased them. Right. They like to buy from the distributors because they can buy all of their stuff in one place. They don't have to buy, you know, from, you know, Joe Schmo pattern maker and, and ABC pattern maker, and they can buy them all in one place and have one bill. Right. And it's easier for them to track. It's, it's a lot easier for stores. And it's a lot easier for us, too, because we just tri- ship to the distributor and we're done. Right. So, so having, um, a,
0: having that sort of clearinghouse middleman is really easier for everybody. Right. And so who knows yeah, how I many people it, are sort of seeing you and getting exposed to your patterns and seeing them for the first time being attracted and then, you know, later placing orders with their distributors. There's no way for you to know that.
1: There, there really isn't any way for me to know it. And frankly, I personally didn't take that many orders in my booth. And, and, and I prefer they go to the distributors. So I tell them to go to the distributors. Right. I mean, I tell them you're welcome to order from me if you like, you know, or you know, take it from the show. I don't think you're even allowed to do cash and carry though. But, um, but you're welcome to order from me. But, you know, if you have a distributor you like to use, please order from them.
0: So even though the so, distributor is taking that thirty percent, it's just so worth it for you as far as ease.
1: Well, as far as ease and um it's just I know that they're gonna outsell me ten to one. Right. So I might as well send everybody to them. It makes them happy, it makes them wanna sell my things more and it makes you know, and it makes me happy. Right. So it really just works out for everybody. Um right. You know, so I think the thing about quilt market would be, um, I would just highly suggest if you're going to spend the money to do it because it's it is it's a huge undertaking um, to do it well is make an impact. Um, Don't go and just set up a booth and you know try to throw out your patterns and 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 think that you're going to make an impact. You have to you have to put on the flick.
0: Right. If you're going to go, go big.
1: Yeah. I think
0: so. Yeah, I was just reading something recently about trade shows and, um, oh, I think it was about South by Southwest, um, which is not quite the same thing as, as Quilt Market, but it's sort of similar in that, you know, people are there, they're presenting and, um, in order to get noticed, um, one of the things they said is you need to go more than one year in a row. You know, you need to go several years in a row and you need to really, um, do it up and do it up big in order to get noticed yeah you really you
1: really do i mean you're again you're in a sea of people doing the same thing you're doing
0: right so. right okay awesome well, this has been amazing um thank you again for sharing um so much wonderful information and um i In in my experience, I've really almost never seen this kind of information shared anywhere online. Um, I think it's difficult to get an honest opinion from someone who's really in the business and really, you know, working working to make this into a a career that they can, you know, feel happy with. Um, And so I just think it's so valuable to share that kind of information. So thank you.
1: No problem.
0: No problem at all. all. And if you need anything else, let me know. I will. Okay. Keep in touch. Alright, take care, thank you. Okay, thank you Barry, bye. Alrighty, bye okay. bye.